welcome to Creative Place, the podcast for creative placemakers. I'm your host, Andrea Orlando. Can art making help guide a conversation? Absolutely. Our organization has hosted Creative Placemaking Leadership Summits around the country. And after all that talking and listening, we decided it was time to start making something. So we invited Columbia, South Carolina-based artist, Sabrina Jeffcoat, to organize a communal art project with summit attendees who are looking for a hands-on activity. We recorded this episode on the first day of the 2019 Creative Placemaking Leadership Summit for the South and Appalachia, where we checked in with the artists to find out how it was going. So, tell me about the collaborative art project that you are working on with the summit attendees? So the collaborative project is something that I came up with based on a project that I proposed for a middle school in Ridgeland, South Carolina. And I wanted to have the students to talk about where they lived, what they considered place, um, community, those sorts of things. And when the opportunity to participate artists and the summit came came to me I thought well this would really apply to the conference attendees and so I looked up some research on the conference and what was gonna be taking place the workshops and who were going to be in attendance and I developed a few questions and the staff here sort of helped with those questions as well and an idea to make a sort of mandala of illustrations around the questions that we hope to answer here um, at the conference. This is the first time we're doing this and we thought it might be a nice option for people who process information through making art. How is that going? Are people talking as they're working or are they just being really quiet and intent? It's been really rewarding. I'm pretty impressed actually uh, in the way that people have Utilize the space, activated the space. I mean, it's you know very simple. It's a table and some canvas and some um, paper, origami paper and glue sticks basically. But uh, people have come and met other people whose work they can connect with, whose experiences they can take back with them. After the conference, they explicitly said, "I'm so glad I came here to you know to this this." We're calling it the making space. Uh, and they came just to do, you know, participate in the illustrations, but left with contacts, with cards, with information, with people to seek out, to continue their work. So I've been really impressed. This, I mean, it's only five hours in, so mm-hmm. it's going well. Excellent. <laughs> what, what, what are the prompts? What are the questions that you're using? So we have one that asks about people's understanding of community like what is community to you how does that look um, there is one that asks about what is home to you and then there's another about a c- c- collaboration so how do you collaborate um, and the first thought to, to my mind was how do you act as a bridge for people or spaces you know, resources in your community do you have a favorite response so far? I think the first person who, I, I, I will have 
I would have two so far. So the first person who participated, he drew this figure with their arms stretched out, and he asked if I knew what it meant, and I was uh, saying, yeah, it means, you know, like, space, you know, a per that something that you think artists, creators need is space. Um, and he's like, no, that's not right. And so I was like, well, I guess, you know, that is art. It should be objective, I suppose. Uh, and so I asked him what it meant. He said, well, it's about togetherness. It's about bringing people together. He said, I didn't have the option to um, illustrate uh, action in my, you know, 2D depiction of collaboration of togetherness, but um, that's what it's about. And then he proceeded to tell me about his grandmother's land, where they live, the slave dwellings that still um, exist on that land in a place called Earhart, South Carolina, which I've never heard of, but I'm from South Carolina, but I'm never surprised when I, have, when I hear a new place in South Carolina. And he invited me to come and see the property and the history, his family's history there. And so that was definitely a a highlight, even though it was the first person to come um, of the time there. And then also I've learned about the Ace Basin, which is some geography I had unfortunately forgotten from middle school, and the importance of migration of birds from North America to South America, and they stop at the Ace Basin. Um, it's a convergence of three of our rivers here in South Carolina, and so it's been really rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like it's been an education. For sure. For, yeah. A mutual, yes, opportunity. That's a good segue to my next question. So the name of your company is Royal African Company, and your slogan is Southern for Good. Can you tell me the story behind that choice? Yeah, so the company name came from a book that I read. It's probably been about five years or so. It's called The Pictorial History of African Americans. And it's written by Langston Hughes and a few other people. And it was a pictorial history of African Americans from pre-slavery through, um, I don't want to make up anything, but about the 70s, 60s, 70s. And one of the first things that I read about was the Royal African Company, which was a chartered mercantile company. And it started out selling, you know, wares and things like that. And I'm eventually slaves and I always said to myself, if I had a company, that's what I would name it. Uh, and so three years ago, it would be three years, May 13th of this year, um, I started a company because I came back here after graduating college and working Savannah, Georgia, and I couldn't find a job, and I thought, well, I'm gonna make that, you know, that company that is about art, that is about the South, um, and I'm gonna call it the Royal African Company. I believe there's power in words, and I thought that there was nothing negative about that col collection of words, um, and it's always been different. It's always been interesting. People are starting to actually remember it, and I think when people go and they look it up, they are immediately based with some history about like the South, about you know the United States, about all of us. And so I find that, I, I think it's great. Um, I think it's brilliant, <laughs> actually, because I Googled the name of the company and instead of first finding out about you and the company, I got a little history lesson. And I, that is very clever. It works. It works. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, so the, the motto, actually, the slogan actually is um, something I came up with because I'm unapologetically Southern, you know, being an African-American and younger, I'm um, some of the people that I generally um, am around just because I'm always looking to be mentored and to learn. I wanted to spotlight places, things, and um, experiences that were explicitly Southern, unapologetically so, and also um, beneficial, um, helping other people. So that's the Southern for good. Tell me about the art that you make. The art I make, I'm a visual artist. I studied studio art at the College of Charleston, and then I worked at the Savannah College of Art and Design for about two and a half years. And the work I currently make, I'll say the work I love to currently make is installation art. With the company, there I have an accessories company, component of the company, and so I make a lot of earrings and jewelry pieces, some from found objects, some things from heirlooms that people have that they want to turn into jewelry. So I get a lot of joy out of reinventing um, pieces of jewelry or just helping people to share their experiences through their jewelry. Uh, the other type of art that I make is through more of uh, like administration, education, and those sorts of things. And so I really find a lot of joy and think it is an, an art to be able to connect artists to resources and to educate students uh, through the arts. And tell me about the well-bred educational program that you began last year in Columbia. What has been your focus and what have been your observations and hopes for the program? So it was something that I started the, in the very beginning when I decided to start a company. I knew that I wanted to have an educational component and I knew that one thing that I noticed students, younger people, I'm not that old, actually I just turned 29 yesterday, but uh, Happy birthday! It's <laughs> exciting and scary. The last year, my twenties, so I'm gonna. You'll be okay. I appreciate it. I know you will. Be. <laughs> but uh, so I wanted to teach kids life skills, and um, that included everything to me. So like washing clothes, just for my siblings alone, I knew that they didn't know how to wash clothes. You know, they didn't know how to do. And we're only two years apart. I have two younger siblings. Um, and so I wanted to teach kids how to be functioning adults and like contributing members of society. And I mean, education is great, learning is wonderful, but also there's a lot of stuff that you need to know that allows you to have time to read books, you know? So you need food, you need to have clean clothes and all that. So when I finally launched the program or relaunched the program, I'll say I did it for a short amount of time a couple years ago at a private school called the Center for Learning here in Columbia, South Carolina. and it's a African-American private school here. I want, knew what I wanted to teach. I knew what I wanted to, to tell them, and it's been really successful. Kids have come and told me they are writing their business plans. They've already, you know, six-year-olds are collaborating on bestie shops and things that, you know, they already like as a group, and they want to turn into businesses. They um, tell me they can iron their own clothes, and they <laughs> know how to sew buttons, and. Um, we did about two months on um, entrepreneurship and financial literacy. So it's been really, really successful. I hope that it can expand. I've talked to a few people about it. I know that there is a need for these sorts of 
transferable skills elsewhere. So that's what I would like to do is expand the program and get more professionals involved, get more people, more doctors, more accountants, more, you know, the people who already do this as a profession to come and talk to our students. You're also involved in One Columbia. Can you tell me about One Columbia and the tour that you'll be leading at the Creative Placemaking Leadership Summit? Yeah, so I am the public art administrator at One Columbia, and I'm going into my second year collaborating in that role, and it's been really rewarding. It definitely speaks to my interest and desire to connect artists with resources, with One Columbia being one of the only institutions, or I should say nonprofits, in Columbia that pays artists fairly and often for their work and proposals, it makes me really proud. And I love being able to just say, hey, I know of a place where you can propose your work, you know, where there's a pretty good likelihood that you'll be chosen to do a project and then from there, bigger projects, you know, potentially. So um, our tour this week is going to spotlight some of the public art, specifically on Main Street, where the conference is being taken place, um, a little bit outside of that. Uh, and it's going to show some well-known pieces, some of our newer murals um, and sculpture installations. Uh, so I think it's gonna be pretty good. I think we've got a pretty full list of uh, participants. Excellent. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. It's been, it's been a privilege meeting you. And did you say your birthday was yesterday? It was, April 15th. Okay, oh, wow. Day. It, it, right. <laughs> My dentist said it's the worst day. <laughs> well, he said, you know, when you have to pay taxes, it's great, but you know, I'm sorry, when, you have, when it's your birthday, it's great when you have to pay taxes. And th that just hit me recently that having to pay taxes thing as an independent, you know, artist and consultant. Uh, so it was bittersweet. <laughs> yeah. Are you coming out to the social tonight? I sure do hope so. Um, I am trying to make all the events, and since I'm sort of confined to the table a little bit for the hours and the day hours. I'm hoping to get out tonight. Excellent. All right. I'll see you there. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You've been listening to Creative Place, produced by the National Consortium for Creative Placemaking. Find out about our next summit at cpcommunities.org slash summits. Bye for now.